This is John Dunleavy, Cork City Captain, and you're listening to the Gold Ireland Podcast. Soccer is rarely mentioned now. League of Ireland gets about a couple of seconds on the radio. The feels as if when you play down south, as more a European style of play. That, that is a phrase that I've heard many of times. Galway is back where they belong. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. They made it very hard for me to come here. I fought my way through the mill to make it happen. Well, D-Day has come. Martin O'Neill has announced his 23-man squad ahead of Euro 2016. Who's in, who's out? We have it all here. You're listening to the Goal Ireland podcast. I'm Dave O'Grady. You can tweet us at at Ireland, And don't forget to get down to Facebook. It's Goal Ireland. I'm delighted to be joined by Goal Ireland's own Ryan Kelly. Ryan, it's been a bit of a busy period for you. You've been down to Turner's Cross where you're kind of based at the moment. But long nights... Uh, Staying up to get that uh, finalised team for Martin O'Neill. I'm sure uh, you've earned your keep at this stage. Hey Dave, it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, I've, we had a long wait this evening to to find out the final 23. Uh, it was uh, it was an anxious wait, and uh, eventually we we found that the news was uh, being uh, filtered through from the from the TV guys, the guys that were over here, and the TV guys, and we were with the see we were with the radio and online guys. So it it slowly filtered through to us before the FAA got to tweet it out. Um, so there, I suppose there there are a few. Uh, a few small surprises. Um, some players, some like a lot of players, are left disappointed, of, of course, but but none more so probably than David Ford, who's uh, who's missed out um, after after playing such a key part at the start of the qualifying campaign t- at the expense of um, Kieran West, Kieran Westwood, who's who's come in. A lot of people would agree, would argue that um, perhaps Shea Given may, may have uh, missed out because David Ford, of course, as you said, Ryan, he's played the first uh, part of the campaign, uh, lost out to his place to Shea Given. Then Darren Randolph came in. Everybody's seen him as a perfect suitor. And then Kieran Westward, I think, was on the team of the year in the championship, has now got his team promoted to the Premier League. So it's a really bizarre situation with the goalkeepers. Uh, Martin O'Neill has taken three. Shea Given, Darren Randolph, Kieran Westwood. In your opinion, Ryan, good decision? It is probably a good decision in the sense that it's a reward for Kieran Westwood, who's arguably been Ireland's most uh, consistent and uh, best performing goalkeeper out of out of the pool that uh, that that we have to select from. Um, but you know, he's he's kind of been uh, on the periphery for a long time. So it, that in that sense, it's a surprise, but. Um, it's uh, it's a bit of a vindication for him personally, probably. A but, lot of people say Martin O'Neill doesn't fancy him. Yeah, well, you know, he hasn't played really that much under him. So, um, but it, funnily, uh, the, the FEI just shortly after they announced the the the, the squad, they, they they announced the squad numbers for the players that are going to be playing, and uh, Kieran Westwood's going to be wearing number one. Well, that's certainly an interesting one, Ryan. What does that tell you about Martin O'Neill's plans? Funnily, I, I don't think it says too much about what Martin and these plans are, and that's that's been a trait uh, that's been common to Martin and and this and his Ireland squads throughout this this campaign in the past two years. Um, he, Kieran Westwood has been given the number one, and he could well start uh, the first game against Sweden. But uh, I'd I'd expect that Darren Randolph is still number one. But you just never know with uh, with Martin and Neil at this stage, um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, 
I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't be a betting man on on the on the goalkeeper situation. I know that's for sure. Yeah, defenders: Cyrus Christie, Seamus Coleman, Richard Kyo, Shane Duffy, John O'Shea, Kieran Clark, Stephen Ward, Robbie Brady. I don't think there's too many uh, shocks in there. To be fair, a lot of people will say that's the strongest. Uh, that's our strongest position at the moment, particularly that centre back pairing where you've got four players, four really strong candidates for two roles. A lot of people say John O'Shea will start with another. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be John O'Shea because he has the experience and uh, he he played very well actually against Netherlands and and played a big role in, in the goal that we scored against them. Um, but it, it was interesting. I was at the training there at Turner's Cross yesterday, uh, like on Monday, uh, just before the Belarus game. And in the training game that we got to see a bit of, um, it was John O'Shea, it was the back four. One of the back fours was, uh, Dar- sorry, back five was Darren Randolph, Seamus Coleman, Shane Duffy, John O'Shea, and, and Robbie Brady. And then the other one was uh, Cyrus Christie, uh, Richard Kyo, Kieran Clark, and Stephen Ward. So that you know that seemed to if if you were going on the on the old uh, Trapattoni uh, indicator of uh, a preference that 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 seems to indicate that uh, O'Neill might have a preference for the centre back pairing of Shane Duffy and, and John O'Shea. But uh, tonight Richard Kyo was captain of the team and uh, he played okay. Um, so it, it, that that's it's good that Martin O'Neill has those uh, has those headaches uh, in defence in particular. Um, it's as you say, it's probably the strongest uh, strongest area at the moment um, when you look at the team. Um, uh, he probably thinks that also John O'Shea is a little bit. Uh, you know, he's coming to the end. He's untouchable captain. He, he, the chances are, if Robbie doesn't play, John O'Shea will be captain. So if John O'Shea is fit, as you said, he will play that position. John O'Shea's position cannot be dislodged once he's fit. But again, a lot of people are talking about Kieran Clark and uh, Shane Duffy. Yeah, they played very well uh, alongside each other against Switzerland. Um, and I think a lot of people sat up and took notice of that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a good point you make um, because John O'Shea is unlikely to be around for the World Cup qualifying campaign. And Shane Duffy and Karen Clark, if they can start to you know, foster a relationship at the back, uh, they could well uh, have that position sealed for years to come. Yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting few years to come, but the Euros is even going to be more exciting because we'll see what way Martin O'Neill is thinking. Midfield was, our, I suppose, the biggest competition for places, Ryan. We have Aidan McGeady, David Myler, Jeff Hendricks, Stephen Quinn, James McCarthy, Glenn Whelan, Jonathan Walters, I'll put him in as a midfielder, Wes Houlihan and James McLean uh, getting the seats on the plane a lot of people will obviously the the Harry Archer situation we discovered earlier in the week that he suffered a thigh injury might have been related to a previous injury but he was ruled out uh we had David McGoldrick that might have been staking a claim Yunano Kane misses out there's not many shocks there though in fairness no there's not really um the Harry Archer uh, went home today left the left the squad after his thigh injury uh, and that, in a way, probably made the decision slightly easier for O'Neill uh, as to as to who to keep in. Um, Do you think he would have kept Arthur in had Arthur been fit? I I have a feeling, I have a sense that he would have because he he rates him very highly. You know, um, at the expense he, of Stephen Quinn, maybe. Yeah, perhaps, or even David Myler. Um, you know, David Myler, even though he ha- he has the versatility, which gives him probably, which would have given him the edge over Stephen Quinn, had it come down to a straight shootout between the two. Um, he's he's um he doesn't have the the same kind of dynamism or attacking 
a threat that the likes of Arthur say uh, has in his locker. Um, and tonight, like he, he he looked like he was very side. He was passing the ball sideways, and and he didn't really kind of look to to make any kind of um, uh, incisive forward passes that that I that I noticed. Uh, and he was he was actually probably at fault for the the opening Belarus goal, giving the ball away. Yeah, worst place to give the ball away. Have you got any gripes about Darren Gibson being left out? I, th- I don't think that Dar-, Dar Gibson can have too many complaints because he only really came back into the Everton team at the at the end of the season. Um, you know, he, he hasn't he hasn't played a lot of football in, in the past two seasons. Never mind the past season. Um, and even tonight, I didn't think he was very like whenever you whenever you think about it, uh, players looking to to make make their you know presence felt and and say to the manager, look, put or put their hand up and say, pick me. I don't think he did it, um, in the same way that say Arthur did against the Netherlands. He was straight. He was putting himself about for tackles. He was, he was getting stuck in. He was trying to say, "Look, I, uh, I have something to contribute here," and that's why I think that he would have gone had, um, had he been fit. Yeah, it's in, um, yeah, for sure. But, but I think that I think the the, the Magidi the Magidi situation. We've discussed this a long lot on on the podcast. Uh, he's he's so. He's so lucky that he had that uh, had that that moment of brilliance, two moments of brilliance against Georgia way back when. It's he he, he tonight. I didn't think he. I don't think he. Uh, all, all the tele- all the television stations, Ryan, were saying that he. There's no nothing he can do tonight to bring himself onto the plane, and <laughs> there you go. He gets the the call up. Yeah, well, he, I think his place was was already booked. You know. Um, O'Neill is is clearly a big admirer of him, and there's there's there was nothing he could do yet that would say um, that his place in the plane was in, was under threat. Um, Can he get his sharpness back in time? Because obviously, getting a f- pretty much a full game under his belt to, uh, against Belarus, and also you know he'll be training with the lads. I think match fitness is what he needs, and it's something that he might not necessarily have in time for the Euros. Yeah, well, he, sure. He didn't. Uh, he didn't really. He he didn't really put like if if you think about a player trying to to really kind of get stuck in and really kind of uh, get that match sharpness and get kind of uh, you know if he wanted to get his confidence back after after a disappointing season and in, in which which culminated in him being told that he was surplus to requirements from for Sheffield Wednesday and their and their promotion push. Uh, he would have been looking to to get in the score sheet or like set up a goal, you know, or tick on his man, and he just didn't. He just didn't seem like he was. Uh, he didn't seem like he was up for it, you know. It like it seemed like he was almost too comfortable. Like uh, he didn't like as as you were saying that like, he didn't seem doesn't seem like a player who's um, feels like his position is under threat in the squad. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's uh, done enough to merit a starting place at. Uh, at the Euros, I well, I don't think Martin O'Neill would start him, considering Martin O'Neill's tactics more recently. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Walters, and it's gonna be yeah. maybe McLean or or the Diamond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Diamond. Yeah. What about the strikers? Now we have Daryl Murphy, Shane Long, Robbie Keane. Now I know I mentioned Jonathan Walters as a midfielder there, as the chances are he will. Uh, Wes Houlihan as well as kind of a midfielder the number 10 role but Daryl Murphy Shane Long Robbie Keane I think Shane Long's role was 
in stone. Robbie Keane, there was a lot of concerns over injury. And people said we're raising a lot of questions about Daryl Murphy. And I think, obviously, against uh, Belarus, those questions still remain. Yeah, well, you know, he he was one who, Martin O'Neill said that he needed to, to get some, first of all, get some match fitness and also to maybe... Uh, get a goal or something to to get a boost in confidence ahead of the the tournament. I think for like there were question marks of course over over Robbie Keane as well. Um, you know he he had that calf strain. Um, didn't take part in training. Has hasn't played in the two games. May not be fully fit for the first game. Um, yet O'Neill is still decided to take him, and he keeps emphasizing the fact that Robbie Keane is the captain and. Um, you know that he's been playing regularly for LA Galaxy, but as far as Ireland's concerned, he hasn't really uh, been a key component in this qualif- qualification campaign at all. He, he, Gibraltar were the goals. I think he scored five against Gibraltar over yeah. the two two games. But maybe it is a case that Martin O'Neill just wants him around the squad because we've heard the history of that. You know, with Harry Redknapp and stuff like that at club level. Robbie Keane has always been known to have a great. Uh, you know, a great air about him and, and being great for a bunch of lads. Yeah, well, that's that's the line that's often trotted out. But I, I, I was listening to um, Brian Kerr talking on the second captain's show there the other day. And he was saying that um, he doesn't buy into this, uh, this idea that, uh, oh, they're good around the hotel. Um, because, and I think he makes a good point, that when a player isn't playing, they're not happy. They're not, you know, they're not sweetness and light. They, they want to be playing. And when they're not playing... They can be grumpy. They can be, you know, perhaps uh, disruptive. Um, I don't think that necessarily Robbie Keane will will be that way inclined. But there's always there's always that possibility, you know. But I think maybe he's kind of settling into this role as uh, as mentor um, with all his coaching badges that he's undertaken, and this is the kind of thing that he uh, he's probably welcoming. I I think it's probably fair to say I speak for a lot of Irish fans when I say Shane Long is the number one striker to start. Definitely. It's the Shane Long show yeah. uh, as far as Ireland is concerned from now on. Yeah. Uh, I- even tonight, even at the game against Belarus, uh, Ireland were so toothless in attack. Apart from, like, Dara Murphy had one or two headers and he had one brilliant chance that he really should have taken. Um, a header, free header in front of the goal and he put it over the bar. And aside from that, there weren't really any clear-cut chances for Daryl Murphy in particular. And when Shane and Ireland were uh, 2-0 down when Shane Long and, and Wes Houlihan came on, and those guys changed the game completely, and Long uh, was chasing down everything, shouldering and bustling about. And, uh, of course, he set up the the Stephen Ward's goal. Um, and that's the kind of thing, as we were talking about it, he, he does that for... Southampton as well at club level. If he's not scoring, he's setting them up. Yeah, and, some people um, have described him as the best player to disrupt the opposition in the Premier League. Yeah, well, you know, you look at Leicester City, they won the league with Jamie Vardy and Riyad Mahrez, and Jamie Vardy is, and Shane Long are two peas in the pod as as far as style is concerned. <laughs> yeah. So if, I, if Ireland can uh, if Ireland can utilise his pace and utilise his, uh, his, his knack for... for for kind of just anticipating where the ball is going to drop, um, that's that's going to be a key key uh, part of Martin O'Neill's approach in in France. Yeah, well, Martin O'Neill did speak to the media after announcing the squad, and have a listen to what he had to say. Martin, can you talk through your squad selection? 
No, I'm, I'm not going to talk you through it. Have you got the list? You've got there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I, I'm, I'm not going to run through individually about that. Too, but made a couple of decisions on players, a uh, few things taken into consideration, bit of fitness, number of games played just recently, and uh, obviously boys who have done well for the um, well for the team in the last uh, in the last two years. David Ford is obviously a disappointment um, because he has been a, a big part of proceedings. Made this wonderful save against Germany away back at the time when they were leading 1 0. Could have gone 2 0. He would have been a long way back. Great, great save. And um, and we end up getting that point, which eventually takes us to, uh, to France. That's a disappointment for him. Um, and he has been, uh, he's been excellent for us, excellent around about the place as well, too. And uh, but a few other disappointments as well too. So is it, is it, it's a shame. It's going to happen. That's the nature of the game. Will Harvey Kane be fit, and will James McCarthy be okay in first game? Well, of course, these are uh, considerations we have to make. Robbie's the captain of the side. Robbie feels he's going to be fit. James McCarthy did a little bit of work today, and uh, good improvement in that sense. So that helps a lot. Um, you know, I'm not a soothsayer, but I might. I think that there's a fairly decent chance that they're they're, um, they're going to be okay. I've got a little bit of time. Um, James has played. Um, he came off in that last game. He's played a lot of matches for Everton, obviously. He's a pretty fit lad anyway. The best of time, but like anything else, you like some time in the field. Um, but um, I know we can organise games while we're out in France. A little bit of time, if, if that's the case, and even before that, because we've got a we've got a week's training to do here. How tough was that for you, Martin? These to are tell the players. Yeah, these are. I'll tell you where the, uh, the decisions are tough. They're tough because these lads want to play for their country, and that's the that's that's a big issue. At club level, you can talk to you can talk to players. It's um it's an every week occurrence. And I'm not saying it's always easy to leave players out, particularly when big games or big tournaments are around the corner. But at club level, you uh, you feel as if, well, you will see the player two days later. You know, might sit down and have a chat about it again. Some of these players will obviously leave the 23 tomorrow, and um, and that will be disappointing for them. So yes, because um, they do want to play. They want to play for the country. They've got a great pride in doing so. And it's, you know, I'm not exaggerating that for the sake of it, but that's the difference between that and club level. How difficult was it for, for Harry Arter to, to miss out? Well, Harry's, Harry's uh, picked up an injury at this minute. Again, gone, uh, has uh, gone home. Um, he, is, he is reasonably uh, feeling that he could be fit in maybe 10 days or something like this here. It's another call then, you have to make decisions then because we've got a couple of injured players at this moment, Robbie Keane as you mentioned and uh, James McCarthy and while you want to be going in you know, with a, uh, you know, some skillful players you obviously need to balance that there with players who are, who are, who are fit but you know, like the rules state that if, you, um, if some players don't make it through you've got a little bit of time so who knows what might, what might happen but I'm not saying this is the 23 that we've chosen. Martin, you were, um, I suppose David Moyler and Stephen Quinn might have been maybes before tonight. Yeah. What was your thinking in, in including I, them? I, honestly, lads, I'm not going into any more thinking, much as you would like to appreciate it, but I'm not, um, I've done it for, we'll have that discussion later on, okay? I've gone with it now, that's my 23. Mark, here in Westwood, just uh, like the day before, Again, how do you, how do you I, take the decision up? 
David Ford. David took it like as I would expect David to take it, you know, like a, like a, a proper man that he is, and but a natural disappointment, which is um, which I expect. And uh, that's the way it goes. Darren Murphy as well. He, he didn't play the last eight games. Were you happy tonight with what you saw of him? I'm, putting, I, I'm not going to any more. I've chosen the 23, and this is it. But you, you're happy he's fit and sharp. And he needed the game tonight, as you saw. He definitely needed the game, and so did mine. Martin, what's the time Thanks. frame on Robbie Keane's injury? Do you expect uh, him to he, be fit for Sweden? No, he he thinks that he could be. If he's not Sweden, he, he thinks he'll be fit for the second game. That's the the thoughts at this minute. But I am not a doctor. That was Martin O'Neill there speaking to the media after announcing the Ireland squad for Euro 2016. And Ryan, one of the things all the pundits seem to be mentioning is the fact that everyone will forget this Belarus game. It was a game that Ireland really went to sleep a lot and it was two, one cracking goal, but also another real wonky goal, I think it's probably fair to say. One that we're not going to remember at all will probably be very quick to forget. Yeah, some of the players that were playing will probably, you know, have already begun the process of forgetting about this game. But like, it was, it was just, it was, it was supposed to be a bit of an occasion. It was a new place. Uh, it wasn't at the Aviva Stadium. It was in Turner's Cross. It was a small. It's a small ground with a, a close uh, atmosphere. The the fans were the fans were brilliant. In, in fairness to them, and um, the weather was brilliant. It was a, everything was set up for a fine send off. But uh, unfortunately, the the team didn't really deliver. Um, they didn't really get going for the first hour, did they? They they uh, fell behind because of uh, a goal that arose out of an individual mistake from David Myler. A brilliant goal, it has to be said, from Hard Cook. Yeah, it was. Um, I think he scored. I think he played for Batty Borisov last. Yeah, last season I think he, he played against Dundalk. That's right. Now, one of the things I will say, and I always seem to say this when it comes to the Irish team, is you get these teams that are the lesser, the so-called lesser teams, and yes, they might not be good, and they might lose three 0 to Northern Ireland, but they always have this thing in their locker where they can score these wonder goals. They love a good shot from I won't say long range, but long far enough out, and you know. Kazakhstan, I remember, gave us a, a, one of these goals again. I'd love to see our lads uh, have a couple of long rangers, which they never seem to do. Yeah, one of those guys that, that uh, is fond of the long range shots isn't going in the 23, Darren Gibson. <laughs> that goal he scored against Wales, that was an excellent goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they were quite good, actually. I thought they were quite they were quite decent on the ball. Um, they got it down and they played it a bit. Um they caused a bit of problems in particular uh, for Cyrus Christie down the right-hand side. Yeah, I thought uh, he had one of his lesser games for Ireland, in fairness. I mean, he, he it exposed some limitations there almost. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, you know, in, but in mitigation, uh, in defence of him, he uh, he was probably left a bit exposed a bit as well by the midfield that, that was in front of him. The... Um, they weren't getting across enough to cover the positions and it, the gaps that were left made him look even more uh, stranded. Than, yeah, Glenn than Whelan perhaps. would have done a lot of that work, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I mean, the the team that was out today, it was almost like uh, it was certainly certainly a second string uh, when, when you look at it. Like, uh, apart from maybe Stephen Ward could say that maybe he, he could be a first, first, like a first team player for Ireland. Um, maybe Kieran Clark as well, but I thought Jeff Hendrick. Jeff Hendrick just 
he looked quite sluggish. Yeah. And, and like he didn't have that um he he had he attempted one run on the left-hand side in the second half and uh he just he just dribbled into trouble. It it, it was like there was no flash of of inspiration where like that that bit of inspiration he had against Germany or uh or any of that. It was just uh it was pretty one-dimensional from from Ireland and and the likes of Hendrick in there. James McLean was good. He was <laughs> he was clattering into tackles. We talk about starting people starting fights. Yeah, we talk about players uh, maybe maybe taking it a wee bit easy in the friendlies, <laughs> especially on the eve of a of a major tournament. Uh, it but gets the James it McLean. gets the crowd riled up, but at the same time, you're like, come on, James, that you know, a one bad tweak or something, and you could be ruled out of the Euros. He actually, yeah, exactly, and but he actually. He actually seemed to take it up a notch uh, when when Shane Long came on, and, and and both he and Shane Long were were flying in with the shoulders and the and the, the hard tackles. And he doesn't get know, t- he doesn't seem to get tired. And I, I'm like, when I think of the Euros, Ryan, I'm thinking positively in the sense that if you have say James McLean, Shane Long, and John Walters, three man machines that don't stop running, that just you know they're the ultimate headache. Having three of them hassling uh, an opposition defense i mean that's got to be something yeah well that's that's probably the the main the main weapon in in ireland's arsenal isn't it it's it's going to be the the sheer physicality and brute force of the likes of jonathan walters the speed and pace and guile of of shane long and and the cuteness of players like james mclean yeah, it's going to be exciting stuff. Very quickly, Ryan, before we leave the show, I don't like getting early predictions, and it's probably fair to say that that Belarus game have has no indication of what Martin O'Neill is going to do come Sweden, but is there any particular players that you think over the course of the last few weeks might have played themselves in, into contention, or do you think that we're going to see something very similar to what we've seen maybe in the playoffs against Bosnia or the latter stages of the qualifiers? Yeah, I think the I think the back the back five is probably pretty nailed on, except for as you say, John O'Shea and another. Um, and I think that that other will either be Kieran Clark or Shane Duffy, based on the fact that he's been training with him. Yeah. Uh, this past week, um, I think that it's it's going to be interesting because you've got you've got James McCarthy who isn't fully fit, and although he has a full season under his belt. Uh, he didn't take part in these games either, and you know there are kind of question marks over him. But I think that he's going to be in there along with Glenn Whelan. Glenn Whelan, yeah, that that yeah. midfield picks itself. It does, yeah, and it's going to be Shane Long. It's the Shane Long show yeah. going into. Uh, You're probably going to have John Euros. John Walters on the on the wing, uh, Shane Long up front, maybe with Wes Houlihan playing off him, and perhaps either I'm thinking Quinn or Hendrick playing on the other side of McCarthy and Whelan. Yeah, I think I think for just for pure mobility, I think it might be it, Stephen Quinn would edge it over over Jeff Hendrick on that regard. Um, for for the for the industry that he has and getting back and covering the fullbacks and um, because that's what we need want will want you want uh, want Robbie Brady and Seamus Coleman pushing forward. So he's going to be wanting someone in there that is able to cover the ground, and I think it's going to be Stephen Quinn. So yeah. and then it's it's bringing on the likes of McLean and McGeady for with late on in the game. Yeah, those impact players are going to be so important in in the tournament. Um, 
and especially if Ireland make it through the group, um, coming into the knockout stages where it's where these where the games become you know wars of attrition. Uh, that little spark, that little edge, uh, that a, that a fresh player with the legs that legs and engine that the likes of McLean has will uh, be a great asset for Ireland. But you know. Maybe getting ahead of myself a bit too much here. Yeah, well, it, I, I like the I like the cut of your jib. It's sounding it's sounding good. Uh, talking about the little edges in the latter stages of the competition, <laughs> you know. We'll yeah, see what happens. Through the group first. Yeah, let's take it one match at a time. You know, of course, there's a lot of uh, anything can happen between now and the Euros, so we'll we'll see what happens. Ryan Kelly, thanks a million for joining us on the Goal Ireland podcast. Uh, you've heard it here. The team has been announced. What's your thoughts? Get on to ask goal. Ireland on Twitter and Goal Ireland on Facebook for all the views on the Irish soccer team. From myself, Dave O'Grady and all of us here, we'll chat to you soon. Take care.